Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's give Jesus a big clap of praise. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18 verse 4. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. I'm speaking to you about wellspring of wisdom, part two. Please take your seat. The scripture we just read gives us a foundation that a man's words can be deeper than they seem. Words from someone could carry a deeper meaning and connotation than people who receive it may assign to. There might be more value in the words that are spoken. They might be deeper than how the recipients of the word value the words that are spoken. For example, a man can speak in riddles, normally using everyday materials. But these materials that are used as metaphors will carry a deeper meaning than they already carry in their natural existence. So, whenever a word comes from the Lord... God wants you to know that that word has more meaning, is deeper than sometimes we receive it. And most of the time, church people have been in a place where we receive a message that is deeper at a shallow level. And this has been the reason why even though people have been in the Lord for a long time, they are still not deep in the things of God. Because for you to be deep, you need to develop the capacity to assign depth to what is deep. To assign deep meaning to what is deep. Look at what the Bible said. Deep call it unto deep. So when a deep word comes... And you take it as a shallow word. You stay in shallow waters. It is only when you are able to maximize the depth of the meaning of the word that comes. That you are also pulled by that gravitational force into that depth that the word carries with it. And day to day, service upon service, God has been speaking to us his word. That is deeper than sometimes we receive it. And so there is the tendency for you to be in church and God is saying something important, but it is not as important to you as God wants it to be to you. God may be rating the thing as important normal level 10 and you are receiving it at important level 2. And that is why the full force that the word is supposed to carry to you is downgraded by your shallowness. And sometimes your carnality and lack of maturity so that you are able to downgrade. You, you are able to beat down both the speed, the weight, and the depth of what God is trying to carry to you. But hear this. 
It is only when you are able to make meaning of what God is showing you and saying to you that you get to the level God wants you to get to. He asked Jeremiah, what do you see? He asked Zachariah, what do you see? One said, I see an almond tree. One said, I, I, I see this. And he said, you have seen well. It is important that you see exactly what God is trying to show you. And it's important that you hear exactly what God is trying to say. He said, who will go for me? And everybody was quiet. He said, I will go because he heard well. How you hear and how you see is important in where you arrive. So people are making a journey with God, but they are trivializing the meaning God is trying to project onto them. Every message God is giving you in this church has a deeper meaning that you must, you must rise up to that meaning. We have been on the series of wisdom. The wisdom series carry a certain meaning. And that meaning God wants to carry to us is exactly the meaning that we should have. About any other meaning that is a grow and any other meaning that is not the real meaning is going to useless the time you spend here and your destiny as well. And so God's way, they carry deep waters. And these waters, waters can quench every test in your soul. The reason why you receive the word of God and there is still a vacuum in you is that your own meaning meter has broken down. That's why we are how we are. When your meaning meter breaks down, you become only a hearer of the word and not a doer. Because you, you hear the thing, but you the meter to do. Because it's broken that you don't know how to execute. And you don't even think that it is for you in the first place. As I'm preaching right now, people are going to receive the word I'm going to preach right now for somebody else. They are going to say, I wish this my friend was here. I wish this my sibling was here. God is speaking to you. You are thinking about somebody else. This is how you are trivializing the word of God. This is how you are beating that. This is like God is serious and you are playing. Oh, we don't come to church to play. When people go to visit their oracle in the shrine, when he speaks, they add more meaning to even whatever the oracle said. But look at us, children of God. He told them, if you people do this, they will carry you to bondage. <laughs> what is it? Don't do this. What is it? What? It has been a generation of disrespecting what God tells us until what God doesn't want to happen, happens. Because we, it's like we don't want to. And we have been trained not to make meaning and accept the meaning God is trying to project onto us. That is why there are a lot of people with meaningless life. Because the meaning to make your life have meaning, you have decided that you will not accept that meaning. So your life too is meaningless. Why should you come to church uh, and still be the same way as you are? When every day God is telling you what it is to make a shift. How do you receive the preaching? How do you see the teaching of the word of God? Is it for Instagram pictures? Is it for your social media status? Is it to people even just add meaning to useless things and the core thing? It's the message God is trying to give you in a particular season. It's a seasonal word. It's a seasonal word. And people even pay attention to things that are not, they, they are just side attractions. And that's what they pay attention to. 
So that when the real cause, the main cause is served, they don't even have appetite to, to eat that cause and to cause the nutrient to make changes in their, in their lives. So we have a bunch of Christians in, in the charismatic churches who are, have, they have an image that they are deep and yet they are shallow. Because even though we read the word more than some other people read and teach the word deeper than some other people teach and clearer than some other people teach, we are still very shallow without understanding. We are devoid of understanding. Because the way our mind is, it's a very bad mindset. Bad mindset. I don't come to church for God to transform me. I come to church to just enjoy church. That's a very bad way of coming to church. You come to... Who goes to a spiritual place for enjoyment? Do people go to the shrine for enjoyment? It's it's something important. Hey, just come to church. I'm coming to enjoy. Coming to enjoy what? Enjoy what? Please, we don't come to enjoy praise and worship in church. During the praise and worship, we, we come to minister to God. What do we do? We come to minister to God. If you came to enjoy praise and worship, you have missed it. That's not the meaning. The meaning is to join the 24 elders and the four creatures and cast down our crowns and worship together in holy unison. The one who lives and never dies. That, that's, that's why we come and do. When we are praising him, when we are adoring him, that is what we come to do. It's not as, as we are just lifting him, our heart can enjoy, but the real purpose for doing that is to hail him. Is to come and offer our worship unto him because we are the Bible says that he has created us as instrument of his pleasure. So we have come to, that's why he said, I have not come to give you a song. Today, no, I have brought myself. I am the sacrifice. The, the, the song is no longer the sacrifice. I myself, I am the sacrifice. So, when you are receiving the word of God from a wrong perspective, it doesn't make impact in your life. That's why today, God wants you to know that this series on wisdom is not for play play. It's not for jokes. It's for adjustment in your spiritual work, adjustment in your earthly work, adjustment in your life in every area of your life and this wisdom according to the scripture we read it said is and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook that means that there is something called the wellspring of wisdom it is a well springing with water like a brook that's how the wisdom of God flows through you anytime you hear the word of God. As I'm preaching right now, the wisdom of God has been opened inside you and is flowing like the way a water flows in a brook. It's a wellspring. It never dries up. So every day of our lives, the wisdom of God is available unto us. And look at the way the Bible says, it's flowing. It's what? Is what? Is what? Did it flow and stop? It, it was flowing and it stopped? It, what is it doing? As I'm talking right now, what is it doing? It's already flowing. Every point of decision, every day of your life, the wisdom of God, if you are a child of God and Christ is in you, is constantly flowing through you. Every Every second, microsecond, there is no time of your life. That is why when you have to sleep, your body even will be telling you to sleep. Except you are devoid of wisdom. Then you will not listen to what the body is saying. You say, I won't sleep. 
you will become like Mr. Ibu who put a stick in the eye to stop the eye from you see that when you want to sleep you think it's your eye that wants to sleep but it's actually your mind that wants to go to rest so you can take whatever you take to stay alive some of you drink coffee you drink whatever but the mind wants to go to rest and if you continue to abuse the mind like that for a long time you see that it will have a telling effect on your life because there is wisdom wired in you when the body must be alive and when it must go to rest. So every moment of your life, wisdom is flowing and this wisdom is flowing like a well, like a brook. It's a well spring. Every time when wisdom is needed for a decision, it springs up in you and it will be crying, will you need me? Will you use me? So this preaching comes. And you see that any time I'm preaching, there are areas in your life God will be telling you, change this. Don't do this again. Baba, people just live here and they leave this well flowing in them and go back to the nonsense. You go back to the nonsense. You think that this series is for play? That God is giving you a message and you are beating down the meaning of that message. Are you the classmate of God? Does God knock your door to receive life? Watch it. Please tell somebody, watch it. Watch it very carefully. You have listened to wisdom from July. The whole of July. Every preaching has been on it. And it is the expectation of God that you will make shift in your life. Meanwhile, majority of people don't even know what God is saying in in the first place. Because we have been trained to trivialize the word of God. But not this time. Because God is giving you a message. And if you trivialize it, it will come with a cost. It will come with consequences. It will come. As as I've been preaching this series, many women and men here have been telling me, people who needed this kind of, one lady, one lady, he he called me when? Um, Thursday morning, early morning. She's a country, whatever, of a very big international organization. The, the boss there. She said to me, he said, Pastor, this is the first time I'm listening to, she knows me, but she's never listened to the wisdom series I've been preaching the whole month. It's not our member. He said, I was doing a report, and I decided that Wednesday I, I couldn't go to church, so let me stay and do the report in the office, and then I, somebody sent me the stream, and then I opened it, and they were singing before you came, and when you started preaching, I couldn't turn it off. As she was listening to it, she was crying. She became bizarre. She said, Pastor, why didn't we hear this thing long time ago? Why? We were in church doing revival. Revival. I said, what died? What died that you people were reviving? What died? He said, Pastor, when I was growing, I had dreams. They even used to call me Sister Fantasy. Dreams, plans. He said, I made money early. I've seen, I've blown everything because I didn't have wisdom. He said, now I'm 46. She just got married some few years ago. And specialists in America are trying to help her conceive. And she's saying, I'm praying, blah, blah, until she had me preaching. She said, Pastor, I'm now 46. And she really caught it. He said, I'm left with only four minutes. Four minutes in the second half. To justify my increase. He didn't say four years. He understood. He said it's only four. I said my pastor. I couldn't sleep. Mean, she was watching on Facebook. Meanwhile there are people sitting here. Right here looking at my face. And the message is nothing to them. Nothing. Thursday morning. Before the husband woke up. 
They have been trying to get her to go and see a guy. There is a formula for her to give her. She said, no way. Thursday early morning. Before the husband woke up, she had already dressed and she was on her way to the hospital. That is somebody that the wellspring of wisdom sprang in her and she was flowing with the water that was springing in her. Not many of us sitting here right now. We hear the word, we go there, nonsense is what we got to do. He said, like, what was he even saying? Why was he even screaming? Who has even offended him? You are, you are insulting me as you are sitting there. It's like, I'm a madman. Just think I'm a madman. I'm telling you that the situation that people are in, they wish they were in your situation. Many people have married wrong people until they heard this message. They know they are in a wrong marriage. And they have already contracted it 20 years, 15 years, 18 years. You have an opportunity to make a shift before you get into the foolishness. And you are not, you are just messing up. Keep messing up. Just keep messing. Some people think time is still on their side. You think time is still on your side? She was talking and said, Pastor, so what do we do right now? I'm left with four minutes. I'm 46 now. The 10 minutes of the halftime talk you have given me as a coach, four minutes is what I have to be 50. Four minutes. When you come to church, God will be giving you a message. You said the pastor was ranting. You have your own definition. God will be speaking specifically to you. And you are generalizing it. You don't even have the time for it. You go and you are still the same person. No change. How do you hear wisdom and still remain the same? Like, are you a rock? How? How? What kind of a human being are you? You are just wasting God's time. He's giving you a wedding season and you are not ready for it. You think, oh, I'll put it down uh, when I need it. When you need it. Something that was given to you because you needed it even before you came here. You are saying when you need it. Matthew 25. 1 to 4. Why, why do we have to preach this message? Paul said, before that, Romans 1.14. Even before that, Romans 1.14. Look at what Paul said. In Romans 1.14. Very quickly, please. He said, I am debtor both to the Greeks, sorry, and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So in every congregation of any preacher, no matter how anointed you are as a pastor, you are foolish members and you are wise members. And I'm debtor to both. As I'm preaching right now, there are wise members and there are unwise members. And God brings the word for a purpose. So in every congregation, we cannot be lying to ourselves that the way our faces look nice, all of us are wise. Then in Matthew chapter 25, as we just said, verse 1 and 1 to 4, it said, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. They, they went. Like you came to church to meet God. They took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. So we are going to meet God. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They had a good purpose, a good motive, but they had foolishness and wisdom in the team. Five, wise, unwise, wise, and unwise. Five of them were wise, five of them were unwise. That is, in every church, you separate it 50% wise, 
50% unwise. You determine which party you belong to. No, 5-5, five, five, is it not 50%? They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. Is that verse 4? Now, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. The things that will present themselves to us, there will be the same conditions for the wise and unwise. They all slumbered and they all slept. Same condition, same economy, same challenges, same whatever. If it's evening, it's not day for some people. It's evening for all of us. If it's day, it's up for all of us. Same 24 hours for all of us. God has not given anybody an advantage, even regardless of where they were born. At a certain level, there is just no, you can't even talk about inequality again. Same opportunities and same challenges. Let's read some more. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Now, when the cry was made, did all of them know here? Was, it a, was the cry made for only the wise? Or it was made for the foolish? It was made for all of them. Same issues will confront all of us. Same opportunities. Same challenges will confront all of us. But you see that the handling is determined by the capacity you have accepted to operate with. And look at the scripture. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. Same things are happening. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lambs are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. What am I saying? When Paul said that I am a preacher to both the wise and the unwise, he meant that even in the church, believers can have both sides. In the church, believers can be wise and believers can be unwise. Yeah. There are there, there is a left and there's a right. Then even among the wise, sometimes some of the wise will decide not to be wise. In certain situations, you say, Let me be unwise small. I've been wise for too long. But in this situation, let me be unwise small. Now, whether you are wise or you are not wise, it is revealed in what we do and carry along our journeys. We are going to meet the bridegroom. So they started at, let's go. Then as they were going, some took oil. And some didn't take extra oil. What we do and what we carry along when we are making our journey of marriage, journey of career, journey of whatever, journey of whatever, what you do, it will show whether you are maximizing the capacity of wisdom. What you do on the daily basis. You hear the message. What you do with it will show us whether you are operating with the wisdom God is teaching you or you are abandoning the wisdom you are just listening to it. Again, what you carry along, extra oil. Extra oil. What are you carrying along? Why are you carrying that gossip along? What, what do you need that gossip? Obegu aware and a pair. Obegu no. Obegu no. Some carried oil along and some did not carry. You see that as we are listening to the preaching, 
God wants you to carry something valuable, important, something intrinsically valuable. But you just decide that I will carry rubbish. So all your friends are rubbish. All your conversations are rubbish. All your chat, they are rubbish. Ah, Somebody important will go and see what you did not want them to see or hear what you did not want them to hear and it will bring you big problem. Meanwhile, the preaching of wisdom had been preached a long time to save you from that thing. And you decided that you will carry rubbish along. That's why when the bridegroom came, you fell short of meeting the bridegroom but you were in the season. Please, Keeper's House is not a liberal church. Keeper's House, we preach the Bible the way the Bible must be preached. We are not, we don't, I once ministered to a lady, they called fornication grace. We, I don't, I've not seen that revelation in the Bible. Some people say you cannot lose Jesus Christ. You cannot lose your, your, your salvation. It's all over on the social media. I have not seen it in the Bible. They said because you did not give yourself the salvation. Jesus himself is the one who chose you. And so it's a gift. So you cannot lose it because it's eternal life. It's true. Jesus chose you. And they, and they make that analogy. My question is that who chose Judas? Did he choose himself? Stop saying nonsense. Somebody can have Jesus and will still be behaving everywhere. He said that if the time is not even shortened, the very elect, you are there, you are saying somebody cannot lose a license to do nonsense. Of course, if, if, if it is okay, let your young girls be raped by the armed robbers. It's fine. Because it really doesn't matter whether you are born again and what you do. It doesn't matter. That's nonsense. Barbados out there. Some people don't have the locals to stand in the pulpit. That's heresy. Why are we in church then? Why wouldn't everybody go to heaven? Since salvation is, is, has nothing to do with any man. Why must you believe first? Who is, is God believing for you? You are there. You are receiving the word. Then you go and listen to one foolish person like that. Preaching that nonsense. And then by the time you know you are inside hell. And all this while. I mean in the parable of the the rich man and poor Lazarus. He said said, send somebody here to go. He said let them listen to the preachers. Let them listen. Before the disaster was striking. God would always would have given you the wisdom and the antidote. Long time. But you are just decided I'm not going to use it whether you like it or pastor shout as much as you can. It's not pastor shouting. I did not eat before coming here this morning. I shouldn't have the energy to be shouting. I'm just shouting because this is the way God is speaking to you. And it's like you are joking. You will see that the way you carry things along your journey it's a sign that you are either wise or foolish. And after hearing the messages you have been hearing, you should not be carrying some things along. And you should not be leaving some things behind. Why are you leaving extra oil behind? Why? Why? Why are you carrying everything material and there's nothing immaterial, spiritually positive for your journey? Why are you not carrying it along? Why? So you will see that the, if the wisdom you are hearing is operating well in your life, what you select when you are moving, when you want to achieve your goals, when you want to attain to what God wants you, you to attain to, you see that that one, the wisdom well flowing in you, the wellspring of wisdom, say, pick this, pick that, pick this, pick that. Some people can be traveling. They will never pick a church dress. Then they will go there and make an excuse. I don't have any dress. Where is your wisdom? Where is your wisdom? Wherever you are going, God is not there, Abby. Where is your wisdom? Then you, you behave like that and you expect your children to be wise. 
The wisdom you want your children to operate with, eh, you can't teach them. They will catch it. If you are not exemplifying it, you can't teach them. If you like drink alcohol, all you can and say that alcohol is not good, my children don't drink. It's a lie. It's a lie. Some things are not taught, they are caught. They are caught. Even if they are not there, they will catch it. They will catch it. You better change, oh. Please look at somebody tell them better, better change. How do you hear messages like this? And still go and miss. They had an appointment with God now. They, it, five of them missed outright. They said, oh, yeah, kwaba. Meanwhile, the bridegroom was coming to meet ten of them. Let's ask where are the five? Say, because of their foolishness, they have missed the interview. They have missed this. They have missed that. They have missed that. They have missed that. You have an interview. You are still sitting there watching film at 3 a.m. You go and you are not looking fresh. What kind of wisdom is operating this your head? Then you come and you say, I'm unemployed. You see that when you go and you are trying to remember things, but your brain is not rested enough. It's not fresh. So your memory is not... It's after the interview that your memory started coming alive. So even things you know, you couldn't bring them out. And you say, maybe my home people were manipulating me. Television is what is manipulating you. Foolishness. Too many foolishness inside the church. What we are hearing right now. Jesus said, this mystery that we have given you, prophet of old, they sought for it, but they couldn't get it. You are having it on a platter, platter of silver. No, no price. Free. Free. We are just blowing it, blowing it, blowing it. Job 35, 10 and 11. Why are people not walking in wisdom? Because you are not accepting that you, we have the capacity to walk in wisdom. Why? Job 35. But none saith, where is God, my maker, who giveth songs in the night? God, receive this thing. Who teaches us more than the beast of the earth? And maketh us wiser than the fowls of the heaven? Who teaches us? Please, no, no, don't go again. Who teaches us more? God teaches us more than the beast of the earth. And maketh us wiser than the fowls of heaven. So, what is the Bible saying here? Bible is saying that we have the capacity to receive wisdom and walk in wisdom. Why? Because God himself teaches us daily to build capacity in us for wisdom. He teaches us daily. Who teaches us? He teaches our hands to fight. He teaches us daily, God. Even though you don't see him, if the Holy Ghost is in you, every day he's teaching you. And Bible says, look at the scripture. He teaches us more than the beast of the earth. God teaches you more than the monkey. If the monkey has been trained to operate better than you, it's an insult. I'm telling you. It's an insult that people were putting cocaine in their bags and scanning machines were scanning them and people were sleeping on the job so they had to bring sniffer dogs. It's an insult that a dog has become more important than a human being. It's an insult to God's time of teaching. You are there as a procurement, whatever, whatever. You are signing for less quality product to be purchased for, for human beings to consume. Where is your wisdom? Like, how do you sign for beans that will give people diarrhea? 
beings that are infested. Where's your wisdom? When God is teaching, God teaches us wisdom. Every, I'm telling you that if they put a monkey there, it will do a better job than you. God teaches us to be wiser. And you have the capacity to be taught. And that is why God is giving you this message right now. Your, look, don't scare me with your age. What is it? A, an old person can be a fully blown foolish man or woman. Because it doesn't respect your age. Why you are you misbehaving at your age? You are still impregnating one young girl in the community. Are you not a foolish man? You too young girl, you want to marry a man 30 years older than you. Are you stupid? Then you are married, then you'll be trying your own left, right, center. Here and there, foolish girl. Listen to me. I said, animals are doing better than human beings. You have the capacity for wisdom. You have decided not to use that capacity. You are there, you come to church and you are just misbehaving. Go back and still misbehave. Your house, everybody knows you to be a bad person. After hearing what you are hearing, you are a disgrace to the word of God. And you are a waste of time for God's tutorials. That every time he's teaching you wisdom, wisdom, you go and you still go back to your nonsense. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by cohabiting with somebody right now? Talk to me. What do you mean? Have you not read the Bible? What do you mean? What do you think? Stop the joke. Are you kidding me right now? You think life is a play? Playing around, playing around, playing around, playing around. Then he said that after a while, when you now put your act together, he said that I don't know God. What? Shut up there. When they went to buy the oil, there is a, a time that your mind will correct your errors. When they said, ah, we should have bought. When they went, even though they were going to do something, when they came, God said, I don't have time for you. You think God has time for you? The bridegroom will be waiting for you to misbehave and go and buy extra oil when you want. And when you come, no. He will foolishly be sitting there waiting for you that after misbehaving everywhere, doing abortion with your life, killing yourself, jumping everywhere. You come and nice man will marry you. No. Just watch it right now. Salvage what is left right now. Because, look, God is not at your beck and call. Stop that nonsense in your head. What do you think? What do you think? Young man, you are in your room doing masturbation. Left, right, center, left, right, center, left, right. You think you are doing me? A joker. So you come to church. You receive God's word he's bringing to you. You go back and do that same thing he's trying to get you out. Then you come and my friend, shut up. I've told people that any pastor you think cannot pastor you, you don't even keep a relationship with a pastor. Don't come here, misbehave and go. And then you, it's like you know that when there's a demonic attack, I will call Pastor Francis. Would Jimmy enemy won't? Would Jimmy wish you? No, no, no. Enemy. Because when you came, we are very gentle and all. Kobisa. What but them obeying? In fact, there's a scripture I quoted to the first verse. Go and go and look at it. There is nobody who is crazier than another person. All of us are mad people from birth at the same level. You can manifest, I can manifest. It's just Christ's wisdom that constrains us. So don't come and misbehave here thinking that everywhere is better, boko, like that. And we are here and you are fooling after hearing what you are hearing with all the anointing here, the presence of God. When you're be Jimmy. I'm talking about this very physical space. There was somebody who used to steal offering from this basket. Yeah. Regardless of us preaching that is spirit money, then pastors will be wasting their time praying for. 
One pastor came to my office when I was in Cape Coast. I, he was just telling me how his ministry is suffering, he's indebted, he's in Cobra. I was about to pray for him. God told me, if you were a man, pray for him. He divorced the wife. He told the wife, he's a witch. Broke said it everywhere. Divorced the wife. Went to do this, went to do that. I said, hey, God says that if I'm a man, I should pray for you. He sat down. I said, you divorce your wife. You say your wife is a witch. She was not a witch. But it was because of your own adultery. You just now painted your wife. He said, yes. He said, what should I do? I said, go and die. <laughs> go and die. There are people in this church, as a pastor, I know they are going out, and I know they are sleeping together. Look, nobody is stupid here. Go ahead. Just keep, keep, keep doing. Keep doing. You will come and you will do whatever you have to do in the church and all of that. You think that is what will save you? That is what will save you. Who papa to You think the sweeping the room is what will save you? You keep misbehaving la. Go ahead. In the church, there is nothing Christ about you. It's not a problem coming from where you are coming from. It's a problem that when you came here. There is a correctional instrument God is injecting into you and you are not responding. You, you, are, you are not responding to treatment. That's what I'm talking about. The same madness you came here with, Yaira, is the same madness you are operating now. It's a shame. And now you think that your change is the fact that you have changed your dress. Even a monkey can be dressed. You change dress. Look, I better have you wear your miniskirt and change properly inside than to wear a long skirt. And as we are in the church, you know, you are already touching yourself and, and you are wetting yourself on the chair seat. Foolish girl. Under the long skirt, you are doing what you couldn't do with the mini skirt. I don't know how God gives you a word and you take the word and put it in the latrine. You take it, put it in the latrine. You put it in the latrine. You put it in the latrine. You put it in the latrine. Who do you think you are? And who do you think you are playing with? You are playing with me? You are playing church. Go and ask the children of Eli. Go and ask. One day, there was a trouble in the camp of the Israelite. Balaam had been hired, a Malam or an occult, to curse the people of God. Ah, he tried. God overturned it out of his sovereignty. The Israelites were not even aware. He did it seven different levels with 49 cows. An awkward person had been hired to curse God's people. And God said, the way they are positioned, and they, they, the camp positioned like a cross. And put the four different flats. So, anywhere Balaam turned, there was a face of God there. And as long as they were in the redemptive design, it didn't work. Then Balaam did all he could do. He curses God over ten said. He wants to curse God, commands him to do something else. Then he came back and he said, that, Look, what witchcraft he could not do, what occultism could not do, what malam could not do, what, what sorceress could not do. I'm giving you a simple thing. Let your women go and sleep with their men. And what the malam could not use his spells to do, their own God will kill them. Like magic. Their women went to their camp immorally slept with the man and God was so, the same God bouncing the curses, was so furious that he started killing his own people. So his people came out and they were begging God that we are sorry. As they were begging God, they were sorry. One foolish boy carried one girl like that. 
as they were praying and crying, oh, he went into the tent that he you know he has not seen what is on this or don't go be no abe. On your cojinini. So Phineas went and killed both the man and the woman. Keep misbehaving. It's a new season. Some of the nonsense you did before that, there were no consequences. Time and a pound. Because now, there's no time. There's no time. Just keep misbehaving. You think, every time you misbehave, they will call you. You come to, let's go to pastor's office. Then you will call pastor, and pastor will call your wife, call your husband, and you keep misbehaving. will call your boss. Keep misbehaving. A time is coming, eh? The consequence will land before anybody can enter there. A time is coming. Now you are a young girl. Young girl. Who to me grad did Papa now when they chimp now no ne yero na time say ne nufu e guti say we you say whatever you want to say. But the Bible has not changed. Whatever you saw. As you are sowing it, as you are, as long as there is sowing there, especially now that you even know, and you have deliberately decided that you are a hardened criminal, you are a thief. They won't arrest you. They will shoot you. You will not be arrested. You are not one of those thieves that will be arrested. You will be shot. Mark it. You will not have chance. Some people eh, to go to prison is the greatest chance. You, you will not even have the chance. You will be shot. Not even have the chance to go to jail. Keep misbehaving. You think you will be like this forever. Look at your mother and advise yourself. Look at your father and advise yourself. I look at my father. My father. Me, my father. One of my brothers, he was born to a teenage, teenage mother by my father. May he so rest in peace. Obehu Christ and but before Obehu Christ, Jimmy. So one of my brothers, he was born to a teenage mother. When they asked my father, they took him to social welfare. A, a quarrel ensued in the community. He sarcastically told them that lady no, 16 years was the same. Or body on the number one or church and went to a discipline. Such a foolish mindset in a human being's head. So when I look at my father, I said, no, I'm not going this path. I said, look at your father and advise yourself. You think everything, every time God will come to your aid, after you go and mess up, when he's teaching you wisdom, he's teaching you wisdom, you, you have no respect for God. This capacity God has been building, you say he's teaching you every day more than the beast. Hmm. I have a bed inside my window in my office, in my bathroom up there. The bed will go uh, and come back because he knows that its nest is there. You are a man here. You don't sleep in your own house. <laughs> a house you rented. You don't sleep there. Are you not a fool? You are a fool. You have rented one year, rented one day for one useless girl. That's where you... Or you even go to sleep in your parents' house. You are useless. Useless. A bed knows that it has to return to its nest. You know, you, 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 a bird is wiser than you. What an animal. And we have been teaching this thing. Uh, you said, And champion, you are a bone, so I know about that. 
Then that your foolish sister too was supporting you when you were messing up. She would never show up in that house to come and take care of you. Then they say, oh, the wife, no, the wife, no. Meanwhile, no. The wife lost the status as a wife long time. Long time in Babylon. Kosunjimi. And come to keep us is our church Christ. You think it's in cliche? That's what you think is in? You think what? When we came here, people who were on drugs, they were transformed. They just heard the word for just a few minutes. They were transformed. And to today, they have never gone back to the drugs. You, you came in here. You have been here. You have refused to change. Yeah. One guy, the mother came to tell me he went to eat whatever he went to eat in the shrine. Every time he was fighting in this area and blood must fall before he will cool down. If blood has not dropped, the thing will be moving him. He can chase a car because somebody is angry with his inside the car. That one with a demon operating him has calmed down. You. I'm talking about you. He looks at what is operating you. You see, foolishness is even stronger than demonic attack. Look, look at Balaam cursing them. It was not happening. Then he gave them a plan. He said, that, let them use immorality to enter. What witchcraft could not do, occultism could not do, just immorality, some foolishness, you know. Oh, they didn't need devil to kill them. God Himself came that He was just killing them like chicken. You misbehave and say, God is merciful, God is love. Not to obey any other kind. There's a scripture that says, Go and sin no more. This one that you have decided to stay on the tangent of sin. Every day. You, you want another go and sin no more. This time when they catch you, they are not even going to chase you to meet Jesus. Oh. They will kill you inside the bed. Jesus should go and pick you in hell. Why are people not walking in wisdom? Bible said, it's your responsibility. You, your responsibility. This man said, you have not finished. If you like to, don't come to church. Because already, some of you are already making plans that your plans for stupidity have been mesmerized. So you are not even coming until we are done with this series on wisdom. Go ahead. And don't come. Proverbs 5, 1 and 2. Why has God given us the capacity of wisdom? Teaching us every day. And why is it that we are not working in this wisdom? My son, attend unto my wisdom. And bow thine ear to my understanding. That thou mayest regard discretion. And that thy lips may keep knowledge. Please go back to verse 1. My son. Please let's read it. One go. My son. Attend unto my wisdom. Finish. It's okay. Question I want to ask you is that. All the wisdom that God is telling you. That you and I we should use on a daily basis. Whose responsibility is it to walk in it? Is it God's or yours? Who is supposed to be attending to the wisdom? Please? Please. I can't hear you. Did you become dumb just in a few moments? Who? There is a personal responsibility laid on the honors lies with you. To attend to wisdom, Sophia. Attend. You attend. Not God again. Christ is already in you. If you want to fool with the Christ in you, you are free to fool. But if you want to be wise, then you attend. Consciously walk in that wisdom. Pursue it. Consciously. Don't make your life look like it's an accident. 
I don't know. What do you mean? What do you attend to my wisdom? You have a personal responsibility to attend to wisdom. Stop making excuses. And that's why God has caused the wellspring of wisdom to flow in you like a water. Every day so that there is no difficulty if you want to walk in wisdom. The, the thing is already flowing. You need to just flow. But some people, they are supposed to flow with the wisdom. They just step aside. Oh yeah, pass. Let me go. That's what we do. But he said, you attend to my wisdom. Attend to my wisdom. Anytime you want to operate in foolishness, wisdom will be one of the options that will be available to you. There will be option A. There will be option B. And if you want to attend to wisdom, you will attend to wisdom. And most of the time, we already know what is the good thing we should do. The wise thing we should do. We just decide that I'm not doing it this time. Attend. Think you come to church to take a selfie. Attend to my wisdom. Attend to my wisdom. Attend to my wisdom. Attend. Attend. It's your personal responsibility to give attention to wisdom. It's your personal responsibility. It's no other person's responsibility. You go to court. Go to court and go and be telling stories. How do you people quote it, Olivia? Ignorance of what? Ignorance of what? Of the law is not an excuse. But the old one, I'm so beer to be trebidy. Who to be trebidy? Where do you have Roddy? Say, let me name. Who named the editor? It's your responsibility to understand what operates people in the realm legitimately and illegitimately. Don't come here and be raising flag. And say, and I didn't know, I don't know, and I didn't know, and I don't know. You want to abuse the whole system. And destroy your own life under the guise that, sister, look at me. <laughs> that you didn't know. I think God is talking to you. Stop misbehaving. You have an opportunity. God told me, He said, continue the wisdom series through August. That listen to me, that means that it's important to God. But some people here want to useless it. But it's important to God. There's too much issues of foolishness. God reckons here more than even prayer issues. And as for me, I'm going to obey God. It is also incumbent on you to obey God and to make the changes every word you hear. Bible says, don't be just a hearer. Be a doer. Be a doer. Be a doer. Be a doer. I'm telling you that some of the things you have heard in the past one month, if they preached it to people who bombed, bombed nations and went to jail, they wouldn't have even taken that course. Yeah. Some of the most hardened criminals, if they heard a quarter of what you have heard in the past one month, they will be holy saints. It's just that we have no regard for God, for what He's telling us. We go. You think it's your situation that determines what you do? Your wisdom must determine what you do with your situation. Your wisdom. 
That's why when you go, if your husband doesn't have money, you too, you don't have money and you have 10 Ghana cities. That's why in your poverty, you don't use that 10 Ghana city to go and buy shoe. So your wisdom is telling you that. Use it. Two cities. Food. Small, small. Small, small. You know me so? I'm, I'm asking you. You know me so? And he said, oh, let me hear sketch. I'm a rent. Look at you. Just look at somebody and say, look at you. Some of the excuses you give yourself in secret places. Tell, ask somebody, look at you. Look at, are you not ashamed? Please, let's rise. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service. 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our 